Today is Monday, May the 8th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, Therapy Monday. I break down this weekend series as South Carolina drops all three games in Lexington, Kentucky. Guys, I'll talk my key takeaways. Also, we will hand out our weekly Ooh Ooh Series MVP award. Also, I'll talk slap dig of the weekend, who's hot, who's not, and what's next for Mark Kingston's club as well. Also, guys, we're talking some South Carolina football and gambling lines and win totals as DraftKings sets their win totals for South Carolina and the entire SEC for the upcoming 2023 season. Also, our friends at FanDuel dropped some early point spreads on four of the biggest games for the Gamecocks this season. Guys, I will give my full thoughts on early indications on what Vegas thinks on Shane Beamer's squad going into the fall. Also, we got news and notes to get into your listener questions. We have got a jam-packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down to the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players and you can win it 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. Guys, it's literally just you against. The projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. And you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Since I've got you all here, I simply have to ask, who pissed off the baseball gods? Because what we've seen the last two weekends is damn near unexplainable in regards to what's going on with his pitching staff, what's happening in the field, and oh, by the way, the injury bug that won't seem to leave us alone. I need answers. I come to you on this Monday searching for answers. Where are they? What has happened? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And of course, as always, I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing here on this Monday. Very excited to chat with you all. And as I said in the intro, for what feels like the first time in a very long time, this is a true therapy Monday. Obviously, we have more of these, I think, during the football season than anything. But certainly today, after the results of the weekend, a therapy Monday, I think that is the appropriate label for the way in which we are all feeling today here on this Monday. But either way, guys, excited to go through it with you all, of course, guys, through the good, through the bad, through the indifferent. We're all here together to endure it and excited to chat with you all as we get this week going. Uh, A couple of quick housekeeping items before we dive into everything. Of course, normal schedule this week. Really excited for the normal schedule, of course, podcast today and Thursday. And also, guys, we've got an epic interview coming for you guys on Thursday. Just stay tuned for that. TDC will air as normal this week, Monday through Friday, noon to two, taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. Looking forward to that, especially to today and early this week, which I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to discuss and a lot to vent about. And uh, guys, also this weekend, really excited to be locked in in studio. We will be doing live stream watch-alongs for all three games against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Of course, Friday and Saturday are both night primetime games, 7 o'clock and 7.30 respectively. Then, of course, on Sunday at 3 o'clock, we'll close out the series, but we'll watch all of this together as the Gamecocks travel to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Of course, guys, we'll stream those in case you're not familiar. We'll stream them on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and while I cannot air the game, I will do my best to give you all some sort of a play-by-play, let you all know what's going on. Of course, have the game pulled up on one screen, have yours truly pulled up on the other, and we will enjoy this weekend series together. But before we look ahead, of course, we have to look back at what happened over the weekend. Unfortunately, yes, we do have to talk about it as South Carolina drops all three games to the Kentucky Wildcats by scores of 7-3 to in Game 1. 14-7 in Game 2, and 7-2 in Game 3. 
And I'm not sure a frustrating weekend really begins to describe it. And guys, we watched games two and three in the Big Cock Club Discord, which by the way, if you have not joined the Big Cock Club, I highly suggest it. Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. A lot of times what we'll do, we'll have a Big Cock Club hangout. We will watch the games together and conversate and, and banter and have a good time. So I was talking with the guys yesterday in the Discord. And I think one of the challenging things, just to pull you or bring you guys uh, behind the scenes, if you'll pull back the curtain on the business and the content, one of the challenging things about creating content during baseball season, or somewhat challenging, if you will, is, you know, in football, you kind of fall towards more so the extremes because there's only 12 games. And when you lose one game, it can really throw your season awry and, and you lose all hope of winning a national championship. Like one loss can wreck your season. Baseball's not that way, right? So I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but I really try to keep things even keel during the regular season because the season's so long. You're going to go through highs. You're going to go through lows. You're going to go through in-betweens. And it's all about keeping a cool head and not having the extreme take one way or the other, right? I mean, you can look a couple of weeks ago when South Carolina was beating LSU and Florida and, and everybody else. You know, I we celebrated. We celebrated accordingly, but it didn't mean anything in the sense of like winning a national championship or getting to Omaha, right? You, you couldn't draw conclusions in that way. Same feeling coming off of this week. And I know in content, that's not the most popular take to have, right? It's it's not exactly popular to not be an extremist because I guess that is what sells in content and what gets views and what have you. And so if you're looking for someone today here on this Monday to come out and say, you know what? I've completely reversed course. Fire Mark Kingston. Uh, you know, this team stinks. This team's no good. We're going to lose every game we have left. I think that's the wrong take. And, and I said this over the weekend, and I will reiterate it here on this Monday. The Yardcocks did not all of a sudden just become a bad baseball team. Like, like this is not a bad baseball team. This is a banged-up baseball team, but it's not a bad baseball team. This is the same baseball team that swept Florida, that took it to LSU in game one, right? That has done many great things in this year. This is the same ball club that did that, right? So that team didn't go anywhere. But it's a good baseball team that right now, guys, is playing bad baseball. There's just no other way to put it. And it's not even really just one facet. You look at the pitching, you look at the hitting, and you look at the fielding. All three facets of the game. There are things left to be desired. And you saw that all weekend long. You start with the pitching. And the starting pitching specifically. I thought Kyle Peterson hit the nail on the head in the game yesterday when he said a guy like Will Sanders, he ain't pitching like a Friday guy. Jack Mahoney, he's pitching so-so. Not great, though. And then Matthew Becker on Sunday, same story. Like, we all know the Gamecocks are banged up. We all know what this team is missing right now. The guys in their lineup, we, we can all see it. The offensive production is not quite there like it was. And I'm not putting it on the sticks, guys. Like I said, I think blame needs to fall in every facet of the game. If you're just blaming pitching, I think you're off base. If you're just blaming hitting, I think you're off base. If you're just blaming fielding, I think you're off base. And if you're just blaming coaching, if you're just blaming injuries, et cetera, et cetera, I think it's a whole. I think it's everything. I think everything has to get better right now. Everything has to improve. It's not just one thing that, oh, if they solve this one thing, it'll get fixed. Now, when I look at this ball club, what is the most glaring issue, I would say? 
because it's not just one thing, but there is a glaring issue, and I think it's the starting pitching. And, and this team, guys, we've officially hit the quote-unquote slump of the 2023 season. Now, in my Garnet Glasses positive spin zone, I say to you all this, thank goodness this is happening right now, and it's not happening in a few weeks when it really, really matters in postseason play. On the flip side, in my, let's say, pessimistic view of things, I could say this team is being exposed for who they really are. I fall in the middle, guys. I'm not making excuses for losing. Nobody likes to lose. And it's embarrassing. I, there's no other way to put it. It's embarrassing to go on the road. You didn't go on the road to Baton Rouge. You didn't go on the road to Fayetteville. You didn't even go on the road to Nashville. You went on the road to Lexington, Kentucky and got swept and got swept in dominating fashion, by the way. Again, 7-3, to 14-7, 7-2. You got swept in dominating fashion. It was never close. I don't feel like South Carolina really ever threatened, except for maybe a couple of times on Saturday where they tied that ball game up. It didn't feel like you really ever threatened to take a game in this series. Right? But I sort of fall somewhere in the middle that this is a banged-up ball club right now, and you're not trying to make excuses, guys, but you're just pointing out the obvious. You're pointing out what's going on. What has changed? Because the dynamic has changed. It has. It has changed with this ball club. You got Talmadge LeCroy out. You got Braylon Wimmer out. You got Will McGillis out. You got Noah Hall out. And some guys are being put in some situations. And when you when you change up that many pieces, and those are three huge pieces of your lineup, I mean, you're going to feel some effects, guys. There's not a ball club in America that would not feel the effects of losing their third baseman, their shortstop, and their second baseman. And... Their game two starter. The good news is this. All three of those guys should be and will be back very, very soon. We'll see what happens this week. But the bottom line is this. This is a banged up group. The lineup's been shuffled each way. Each, each way. And unfortunately, the guys who are getting opportunities, they're not cashing in on them, right? They're not. And baseball is a game where you were able to, I think, sort of defeat the injury bug early on, like against Florida, for example. You were able to combat that, right? You were able to combat that. You were able to overcome that. You're not able to get away with it forever. This game exposes you at some point. That's why the season is so long. Anybody can get hot for a weekend. Anybody can get hot for two weekends. But over the course of time... This game's going to expose you for who you really are. And so I think there's some guys, not going to name any names, there's some guys filling in right now. You're seeing why they're not starters. You're seeing why they are backups. And I'm not even saying that disrespectfully, but it's it's just the reality of it, guys. If you have starters, you have backups for that very reason. Back to the pitching, though. I mean, we talk about injuries, but that has nothing to do with the pitching. And... It's extremely disappointing to see it because you look at the depth and you look at the names and you, and you feel like you got the arms, right, to even amidst the, the lineup being hit the way it has been with the injury stuff, you feel like you've got the pitching to, at minimum, salvage a game or two in a weekend like this and, and give yourself a chance to win a ball game because every now and then, right, you're having those flashes on the offensive side that we've seen. But nobody's really stepping up, man. 
I mean, a guy like Will Sanders, what an underwhelming season he's having. I don't mean to pile on the kid, but what an underwhelming season he's having. I, I mean, you know, Kyle Peterson talked about he's not pitching like a Friday guy. He's not pitching like a Sunday guy. Barely. He's barely pitching like a Sunday guy. Jack Mahoney's been, meh. He's been okay. He's had his flashes, but he's been okay, which is which is fine if he was still in his Sunday role. But unfortunately, now he's got a pitch on Saturday. And then Matthew Becker, I, you know, he's hot and cold, hot and cold, good and bad, good and bad, whatever. So you're not, you're just not, you know, even James Hicks is getting hit around this past weekend. Kate Austin's getting hit around. Everybody, it seems like, is getting hit around. And so I look at it as a whole guy's also fielding. My God, any weekend where you go up an inside the park home run, and you have some of the things happen. You know, I, I thought the real, what really summarizes this team's struggles of late, you go back to that Saturday game. Tie ball game, right? I forget exactly what the score was. I think it was 5-5. Five to five. It was 5-5. Five to five. Pop up in foul territory. Cole Messina's playing third. Not his normal position. He can play it, but it's not his normal position. Michael Braswell's at short, and I think Brewer was in left. Maybe Caleb Denny. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Pop up. In foul territory, hit on that side. In that triangle, right? If you've played ball, you know what I'm talking about. That Bermuda triangle, if you will. You do these drills all the time. Calling guys off. Who's got it? You got it. I got it. Who's got it? Right? And you could see in that moment, three guys that haven't really practiced together a whole lot. They're not used to being in those positions. Sure enough, what happens? The ball drops on a ball that Cole Messina tries to get. Left fielder should have came in charge. At worst, shortstop should have came over. He should have made the play, had the better angle. Ball drops. The very next pitch. The very next pitch. Liner in the gap. Bases clearing double. And Kentucky takes an 8-5 lead, and they never look back. And when things aren't going well, guys, baseball, again, it's, it's a cruel game. It'll beat you to your knees. It's a cruel game, and the game has a way of it punishes you. It, it punishes you flat out. When you're not playing good baseball and you're not playing fundamentally sound baseball, it punishes you, and that's what you're seeing right now. I mean, this team's ice cold, guys. South Carolina has gone ice cold, and so I refuse to believe that, like, this is who this team is. I'll say that coming out of this weekend. Abysmal weekend, terrible weekend. I refuse to look at this group and say, this is this is it. This is who they are now. We're not winning another game. Are there reasons to be concerned? Abso-freaking-lutely. But I'm not hitting the panic button right now. I'm not hitting the panic button. You get some guys back from injury. Hey, things are going to turn. The numbers even themselves out, right? Things are going to turn. It's not going to feel like the baseball gods are picking on you. Forever and ever and ever for the rest of time. It's it's not going to feel that way. I know it feels that way right now. There's many of you tuning in like, Chris, I don't want to hear that positivity. I want to hear you go on one of your crazy rants you go on. It's not time for that yet. You're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic. I have no idea. I think I just recognize that baseball is a long season. There's a lot of ball left to play. Hey, one weekend or two weekends as we have literally seen the past two weekends, it can shape a season. It can, it can, it can. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like it changes the course of a season. So, guys, guess what? You got two more weekends now after this one that just went so poorly. You got two more weekends to change the narrative going into the postseason. With that being said, this team has real issues to figure out, but that's why I'm saying, guys, there's not one glaring issue right now in my mind. I mean, the starting pitching has not been good. The pitching as a whole has not been good, but nothing's great right now. Everybody's cold. This whole team is in a slump. Defensively, it's no good. Hey, guess what? Ethan Petrie, where's he been? He's not getting those big knocks. He's not energizing the offense like he once did, right? Nobody's really doing that. But certainly Petrie, you're not leaning on him anymore. Like, nothing's really clicking. And I thought Mark Kingston, I mean, he he embraced it over the weekend. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing his quotes, but if you go back and, and look at the things that Kingston said, he said, hey, We're still a good baseball team. We're just dealing with injuries. We just got guys out. This is baseball. You're going to deal with this type of stuff. And I know nobody wants to hear that. And I promise you, I'm not sitting here trying to just lay on the excuses. Just excuse after excuse after excuse. Because this past weekend was unacceptable. Like, there's no reason South Carolina baseball should ever get swept by the Kentucky Wildcats. That being said, we knew it was a tough place to play for this program. For whatever reason, this program hates Lexington. Hates Lexington. For whatever reason. I don't know why, but they do. And all you can do now is just pick up the pieces, man. And and you've got to... There's different things you can do within a clubhouse, within a ball club, to change up the mojo, to to get back to the way you know you can play, right? The, The way you know you're capable of playing. This team has done it. Like... This isn't a fringe team that we're like, well, what's really the ceiling? We have seen this team at their best, and their best is arguably the best team in college baseball. I don't think anybody would argue that. I don't think anybody would argue that at this point. Right? That team's still in there. Did we get out of ourselves a little bit? Maybe. Maybe we did. I think injuries also took their toll. And when injuries take their toll, you don't have your best nine, and you start to play sloppy baseball... I mean, guys, what you're seeing isn't a surprise. It's just, it's just not. 
It's just not. You're not playing good baseball right now, and you're getting punished for it. When you don't play good baseball in the SEC, and guys, also let me make this point. You're seeing this across the league. I think there's a lot of teams right now that are dealing with some things. And also, you're seeing the depth of this league. I mean, Florida loses two of three to A&M. Tennessee loses two of three to Georgia. LSU got run-ruled by Auburn, who just beat Carolina last weekend, and LSU lost two of three. Like, you're seeing it across the board, right? This isn't just happening to the Gamecocks, and you're still in a good position right now, sitting in fifth in the SEC, I believe. And you got two big weekends upcoming. But certainly, we can all agree, some things have got to change. They got to change quickly. Starting pitching, got to get your head out of your ass. Bottom line, get your head out of your ass. That's it. That's it. I mean, I I don't want to believe what I've seen from Will Sanders thus far is who he is, but I don't know at this point, guys. I I don't know. I don't know. Talking about in the preseason wanting to win 12 games. I I admire setting goals like that, but how on God's green earth do you set those type of goals and those type of expectations? Man, you ain't even close to delivered. Ain't even close. The starting pitching has been abysmal. I mean, it's been abysmal. For the ability to these guys have. It's been abysmal. And that has bled into the relievers as well. Nobody was good. Nobody's good this, this past weekend. All of a sudden, this lineup, hey, the guys that are getting opportunities, it ain't happening. It, it just ain't happening. The lineup's gone cold. Defensively, you're making stupid mistakes. What, three more errors in the game yesterday? You give them an inside the park home run. I mean, these are things. You, 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 you drop that, you know, like I mentioned, you, you don't catch that. That foul ball, that pop-up. I mean, these these are things that cannot happen. When you make those kind of mistakes, guys, you should lose. You're not just going to lose. You should. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. And so I, I, I can't say this enough. I can't stress it enough. It's not just one thing right now. It's everything. Everything has gone to shit. Everything's no good. But the good news is this, guys. One bad weekend or even two, even two bad weekends in a row. It doesn't undo all of the good things you've done to this point. So maybe this team wasn't as good as we were making them out to be. Maybe the number one team in college baseball. I don't know. With that being said, I don't believe this team is as bad as we just witnessed for three games. Baseball is a funny game. There's highs, there's lows. And there's in-betweens. Right now, this is a low. You're in a slump. There's no question about it. One in five of your last six in SEC play. There's no question about it. This team is in a major slump. I mean, a major slump. How do you respond? That's what this game's all about. How do you respond? It was an ugly weekend in Lexington. I don't need to beat the cat or beat the horse anymore. It was an ugly weekend, right? You got to find a way to respond. This team is so much better than what they showed over the weekend. Uh, guys, let's get into our ooh, ooh series MVP award. And guys, I know many of you are asking, Chris, why do you why do you hand out a series MVP award when you get swept? I refuse to be inconsistent. Win, lose, or draw, we are going to, for the content, for the sake of being consistent, hand out things like the ooh, ooh series MVP award. Talk who's hot, who's not, slap me the weekend, the entire drill. So our ooh, ooh series MVP award goes to Gavin Cassis, who actually quietly had a pretty good weekend and maybe is starting to come back into form. Went 5 for 12, hit 417 on the weekend. Three home runs, four RBI in total. So three home runs for him would be a huge boost if you can get Gavin Cassis back going. Certainly this lineup needs any type of answers it can find. 
right now. Let's move into slap dig of the weekend, guys. My slap dig of the weekend is the injury bug because it won't seem to leave South Carolina alone. You got Talmadge Lecroy. You got Braylon Wimmer. You got Will McGillis. You got Noah Hall. Now Eli Jerzenbeck is coming out of the game early. I got somebody telling me that Tommy Moody, after the game, is saying that Chris Veach is injured. I mean, they're dropping like flies right now. And I, I don't know if we should do some sort of so, some rain dance or make a sacrifice, but what do we have to do? Get down on our knees and just beg the baseball gods to leave our baseball team alone. It's crazy. The injury bug slapped me of the weekend. Let's get into who's hot, who's not. We're going to start with who's hot. Dylan Brewer, four for 11, one homer and two RBI on the weekend. Thought he was really good for South Carolina and uh, again, you look for answers in the lineup. Is it Braswell in the leadoff spot? Is it Brewer in the leadoff spot? I, I like Brewer, I think, more so. But, uh, you know, Bre- Brewer's been swinging the bat well, especially in that Sunday game yesterday in which he hit the home run late. Uh, also, who's not? We're going to give it to James Hicks, which I'm surprised to be saying that. I'm surprised James Hicks was so dominant early on. You felt like maybe we took it for granted where it's like he's just going to be great all year. Three innings pitched, six hits, seven runs, seven earned runs. A rough outing, to say the least, for James Hicks. What's next for South Carolina? They've got North Florida in a midweek tomorrow. A 4 o'clock first pitch, by the way. So an afternoon first pitch in the midweek. And then, of course, the weekend series in Fayetteville against the Arkansas Razorbacks. A Razorbacks team that just swept... Mississippi State and sits 17-7 and in conference play. So certainly at Baum, it's one of the most intimidating atmospheres in all of college baseball. Will certainly be a tough task for this banged-up ball club. But guys, again, bottom line is this, and we'll get in your listener questions, and there's a lot of questions and a lot of venting, and so we'll continue to discuss this, and we'll talk about it all early week. But an abysmal weekend. I mean, no other way to put it. We are in the slump period right now. We are in the slump. We are in the midst of the slump. And there's only a couple of things that are going to get this ball club out of the slump. I've seen people, do you change up the rotation? You change, Guys, I think what you got is what you got. You're going with your guys. You're not going to reinvent the wheel because you're in a slump. But a couple of things have to happen. You're starting pitching. Your starters, they got to get their heads out of their asses and pitch the way they're capable. Your lineup, guess what? Guys that are in, that are subbing in, they got to pick it up. Guys like Ethan Petrie, Cole Messina, guys you lean on, they got to be even better. Hey, you got to get healthy too. And in the field, these are mental mistakes. They're not physical mistakes, they're mental mistakes. You got to clean it up. And you got to be resilient and battle. Baseball is a game again. The team that's the last one standing, guys, honestly, that's why it's not always the most talented team out there. You know who the team the last one standing is? It's the team who is able to overcome adversity the best. That's what it comes down to. As Babe Ruth once said, it's impossible to beat a man who never quits. Be that team. Be that team who is defined by resiliency and toughness and win anyway. Find a way. Get out of this slump. Find a way. Win anyway. This is still a good ball club. But you got to start playing good baseball again. Uh, guys, let's move off of the diamond. And there's some gambling. How about this, man? South Carolina football and SEC football as a whole. The folks over at DraftKings and FanDuel giving us some content, some things to talk about, some football to discuss here in early May. DraftKings, we'll start with them. They have released their win totals 
for the entire SEC. I'm going to go down the list here, guys, and I'll give you my immediate reaction, sort of my my initial takeaways from this list. Again, this is per DraftKings. So here we go. Uh, the over-under win total set as such. Georgia, of course, at the top of the conference, no surprise. They are at over-under 11.5 wins. Alabama at 10.5 wins. Tennessee, 9.5. LSU, nine and a half. Ole Miss, seven and a half. Arkansas, seven and a half. Texas A&M, seven and a half. South Carolina, six and a half. Kentucky, six and a half. Mizzou, six and a half. Mississippi State, six and a half. Auburn, six and a half. Florida, five and a half. And then Vanderbilt at three and a half. Let me start by saying this. Of course, my eyes immediately jump to that South Carolina number at six and a half. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me to see the way that the hype train that Shane Beamer and company have built. Does it not feel like it's lost some steam for whatever reason over the last couple of months? Like, I I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it has something to do with the transfer portal, if it's got something to do with maybe we were just on an emotional high after the end of the season, maybe we aren't, we're on an emotional high after Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells announced their return. But Vegas doesn't seem to be as optimistic. And so for the third straight year, the Gamecocks will look to overachieve and once again hit the over on that win total. Now, guys, does, does Vegas, does it really mean anything? No, it doesn't. This just gives us something to talk about. But it is always interesting. And the reason I love these Vegas lines, I just think it's really interesting to see what Vegas thinks of South Carolina and all these football teams in the SEC. It's it's just always intriguing because guess what, guys? They don't build those casinos out there in the desert off winner's money, Right? So normally they're pretty damn close. Normally they're pretty damn close. Georgia being at 11 and a half, of course, that jumps out. You're basically betting, does Georgia go undefeated or not? When you look at their schedule, I don't blame you if you say they do. Um, Arkansas at seven and a half felt a little high. A&M seven and a half after last year. I think they'll be better. How much better though? Tennessee at nine and a half. Is Tennessee going to be a 10-win team again? Of course, I just mentioned South Carolina. I tell you this, I'm not trying to spoil any of my predictions or anything. That'll happen later this summer. I would be stunned if Carolina did not win more than six games. It it would really, really, really surprise me. I thought, guys, when I predicted this line myself, I thought seven and a half was the number for South Carolina. I thought seven and a half was the number that would get even money on both sides. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right? And so that six and a half number surprises me. It really does. That six and a half number surprises me. Why does Vegas continue to insist 
on sleeping on Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks because the Gamecocks have been one of the best teams in college football over the last two years at defeating Vegas and overcoming being big underdogs and win totals. Again, you've hit the over his first two seasons. It just surprises me almost that South Carolina still is not winning the benefit of the doubt from Vegas. How about this group of teams at six and a half? Kentucky, Mizzou, State, and Auburn. Bunch of teams at six and a half that include South Carolina. Florida, of course, five and a half. I mean, with their problems, Billy Napier, Graham Mertz at quarterback, I don't think that surprises anybody. And then, of course, Vandy is Vandy, three and a half, which I could actually see them hitting the over there. We'll talk a lot more about this, guys, of course, later in the summer as I give my predictions and we break everything down, what have you, and I give my SEC predictions, all that good stuff. But uh, that six and a half number, what's your thoughts? I know what your thoughts are going to be. Smash the over. Smash the over. It's it's just, you know, I don't know. I, it feels low. Six and a half feels low yet again, but Vegas sleeping on the Gamecocks. I mean, really, truly, what is new? Uh, also, guys, on the gambling side of things, I wanted to highlight a couple of early point spreads, and I can already hear the moans and groans. from people. Chris, why are you even talking about it? Guys, it's content, and it gives us something to banter and something to debate. So FanDuel has dropped early point spreads for four of South Carolina's games this season. And the Gamecocks are underdogs in all four games. Carolina finds themselves as a two-point underdog against North Carolina, a 24-point underdog at Georgia, a 13-point underdog at Tennessee, and a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Clemson Tigers. Clemson sucks, as we call them on these airwaves. You know, UNC, we already knew. One-point favorite, we had seen that, which surprises me a bit. I can understand a pick them there. I really can, because I think these two teams are actually very similar. 24 to Georgia. Wow. Oof. Oof. Is that more credit to the dogs? Or is Vegas saying, or is FanDuel, I should say, saying, South Carolina has more holes than people realize. 13-point dog at Tennessee. Listen, guys, I know I know you'll hate to hear it. I understand that. I, I get that. I think Tennessee has revenge on the mind. It's going to be a tough game. I'm not sitting here telling you I'm picking the loss. I'm not saying that. Although my way too early predictions, I think I did pick the L here. But uh, 13 might be a little much. It might be a little much. And also, does it matter, though? Carolina whooped that Tennessee ass last year when they were, what, 22-point underdogs? Made us all look stupid. Made us all look foolish. And then the final game, six-and-a-half-point underdogs against Clemson at home. That one feels a little bit high right now. Now, could it be six-and-a-half at kickoff? I mean, absolutely. Who knows? Six-and-a-half right now? That feels like a bit much. That feels like a bit much when you think about what South Carolina did to Clemson last year, what Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells specifically did to Clemson. I think the reason you're seeing that number, I think FanDuel and I think Vegas believes in Dabo Sweeney, Garrett Riley, and Cade Klubnick. And I think they look at South Carolina. They believe in Shane Beamer, I think, for sure. But they look at Dabble Loggins. And they look at Spencer Rattler's inconsistencies all year last year. And they say, who's going to show up? Who's going to show up? So, it's way too early, of course, guys. What does this mean? Nothing. But it is a fun talking point. Again, Carolina plus two against UNC, plus 24 at Georgia, plus 13 at Tennessee, plus six and a half against Sucks. What are your thoughts on those early spreads that have dropped? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, guys, one quick note 
before we get into your listener questions and we close out the show. Um, uh, of course, guys, Notre Dame transfer running back Logan Diggs was on his visit to South Carolina over the weekend. We don't have a lot of intel right now, but of course, we have J.C. Sherbert jumping on the Daily Crow on Thursday, and we will get his full insight on how everything went. Of course, that is a big time priority target for South Carolina as they look to boost the running back room. Diggs was a solid player for Notre Dame for sure. Actually played against the Gamecocks in the bowl game just a couple months back. Would be a huge add. We've talked about South Carolina needs to find a proven or at least a power five back who has contributed before. Logan Diggs would be a very, very solid pickup. And again, guys, we'll get more from J.C. Sherbert later in the week on that and everything happening behind the scenes in the transfer portal. Guys, let's jump into your listener questions and your reactions from a tough weekend for the Yardcocks. We got a text here. I see a bunch of people coming after Kingston's head on Twitter. That is asinine. We're a struggling Herc team going through adversity. I think it's only going to help us in the long run. I'm not worried. I'm very frustrated, but I'm not worried. Side note, we do need to win the next two weekends to keep a top eight national seed. I think a great text here. I think a great text because I agree with you. I'm frustrated too. If you're not frustrated, something's wrong. But I'm not hitting the panic button. See, I think there's a difference. You can be frustrated while also not hitting the panic button. So that's where I'm at. I think that's a great way to look at it, a great way to phrase it by our texter, which, by the way, when you text into the TSUS hotline, include your name so I know who it is that's texting. And also, by the way, on your side note, I I do agree with you. I think South Carolina probably needs to go four and two over the next two weekends in SEC play to realistically be still a top eight national seed. I I absolutely think you need to. Uh, Let's see. Hey, man, it's Sean Sharp. What do you think our issue is on the field these last few weeks? And do you see us improving with our reigning conference play? I have to think this team will get better, but I will say this. For whatever reason, bad fielding is a characteristic of this ball club. And so you just have to hope that you minimize it. I don't know if it's fully going away. Now, getting guys back from injury, having your best nine in the field, I think that's something that'll help. It'll absolutely help to get those guys back. When they'll be back, I have no idea, but I think that's something you need to have happen is getting those guys back from injury. I think you'll see the fielding improve. Uh, Outside of two sweeps the next two weekends, is there any way this team gets a national seed? Again, I think if you go four and two, you win your midweeks, I think that will be enough to keep that top eight national seed status. Uh, How will this series loss affect us? What's up with this recent defiling of Ethan Petrie? Defiling of Ethan Petrie. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Uh, if you're talking about what's up with his slump, just slumps happen, man. It's just, it's it's almost impossible to keep up the torrid pace he was swinging the bat at. Uh, how will the series loss affect us? I mean, hopefully it, it puts a fire in our ass to turn it around and, and rebound the right way and, and take it to Arkansas and Tennessee to close it out. Let's see. Panic Ritter texting in. He says, I get we got injuries, but that can't be an excuse anymore. It's call the next man up, and Parker, the pitching coach, needs to get blame. No excuses the way Sanders has been this bad. My question for you, do you think we still host? Also, let's say we don't host. Do we bring back Kingston because of the injuries? Guys, you'd have to literally lose every game left, I think, to not host anymore. I I really do. This team's still going to host. We're going to be fine. This team's still going to host. Uh, when is Hall coming back? Think two guys with hamstrings. Think they come back next weekend. I Guys, I, from what I've told you, I think Noah Hall's done for the year. They have not said anything, but I think he's done for the year. Um, also, again, Talmadge LeCroy, Braylon Wimmer with the hamstrings. You hope to get them back by next weekend. That, that's, that's the hope. You keep your fingers crossed. 
Let's see. It sucks getting swept and arms aren't throwing well right now. It looks like LSU's about to lose to Auburn as well, so let's not freak out. Hopefully all three position guys are back this week coming up and the arms can wake up. No need to go crazy and it's not nothing either. Yeah, again, you're in a slump right now. You're in a slump right now, as you mentioned, and LSU did lose to Auburn by run rule. A lot of teams are dealing with it, man. The 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 depth of this conference is flexing its muscles. I, I think that's one thing to say. I'm going to read this one. My guy Michael Mackey texts him. If you want to know how Gamecock fans are feeling, this team is made up of a bunch of B-words, coaching staff included. Best case scenario for this program is they lose out and maybe Kingston gets fired. (laughs) Vint, my guy, Vint, it is indeed a Therapy Monday. Final question, or actually final text here is, why is Will Sanders our Friday night guy? He's your guy. He's your guy. And uh, he needs to start pitching like it. That's it. All right, let's move to Instagram. We got a couple questions here. Bella underscore Maddie. Program lost during a conference game. It just means more. Just means more indeed. Sanchelli four. Will this team, when fully healthy again, make a run at Omaha? They can. I don't think this team's capable of doing so without all their pieces. If you can't get fully healthy, I think that goes without saying you can't make that run at Omaha. We all want to see. Final question or statement, if you will. Bobby Light SC simply says, got to get healthy. We look lost out there. I agree. And again, I I don't think it's an excuse. It's just the reality of where this ball club is right now. You're not healthy, right? You don't have your best nine. You got to keep your fingers crossed. The injury bug goes away and you get healthy sooner rather than later. Guys, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Like I said, guys, podcast, TDC, all back, rocking and rolling as normal This week, and really, really excited to chat with you all all week long as we continue to go through it, break everything down. The grind of the baseball season continues, folks. And again, I would not rather do it with anybody else other than the best audience, the best fans out there. Those are the fans of TSUS and those who rock with us, who show love, who show support. Thank you all so much, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Thursday. (laughs) 